The following podcast will talk about street sexual harassment and may be triggering or disturbing to some listeners or readers. Street harassment, sexual harassment is a major challenge in Jamaica. Um, we've seen, well, personally, I can give you um, my personal experience being someone who doesn't essentially, you know, you know, manifest in the the typical female feminine gender um, with my hair that is cut low. Um, I often experience a street sexual harassment. Hey, girl, with your, your short hair, come here. I want to do this and that with you. Um, and then they play on it to say, hey, are you a lesbian? Because your hair is cut low. So I experience street harassment. Most people do not remember a time when street sexual harassment was not an issue in Jamaica. It is seen everywhere. From as small as catcalling to as big as getting groped on public transportation. Policy and advocacy officer at JM Plus, Kimberly Roach, also shared her personal experience with this issue. But first, what is street sexual harassment? Sexual harassment is unwanted sexual attention and advances. It is a domination of power, usually by men. Street sexual harassment is harassment between strangers and usually in a public place, like public transportation. However, there has been very little attention from academic researchers and government policymakers. It took 23 emails, 11 missed calls, and 9 messages to social media before I received a response from JN+. An organization that was willing to talk about street sexual harassment. JN+ primarily deals with HIV positive women that suffer from gender-based violence and intimate partner violence, also known as GBV and IPV, that are also problems in the community that stem from street sexual harassment. So, let's hear from Kimberly Roach on what JN Plus is. JN Plus is essentially, again, is an organization, an advocacy organization that essentially looks at the policies and laws that impacts persons living with HIV. Um, pertaining to sexual harassment, I would say that um, street sexual harassment is that um, we see that GBV and IPV, which sexual harassment is a part of, um, impacts the lives of persons living with HIV, but more so, it's also a cause um, that, you know, plays into the whole HIV prevention um, because we want to tackle GBV so it doesn't you know impact many other young women and other women who may experience GBV they also um, you know are susceptible to transmitting HIV and also you know getting impacted by the virus. The problem of street sexual harassment begins in the community. According to reports, 
41% of Jamaican teen women fall victim to this crime. It is underreported, however, because the culture and mentality shuns people from talking about this. It is called the seeing blind, air and deaf mentality. Citizens often silence themselves because, you know, they don't want to talk about certain issues in the public sphere. They don't want to talk about sexual harassment in the public sphere. They don't want to talk about even sex in the public sphere. And they definitely don't want to talk about HIV in the public sphere. So um, it's it's a it's a ingrained cultural attitude where um, persons generally don't talk about certain issues that they may think is taboo. Um, pertaining to sexual harassment, it often um, silences victims. Persons are often scared to talk about their experiences because, you know, victim blaming. They're going to say, oh, it's your fault because you you should not have worn this or, or anything to blame the person who is the victim of the sexual harassment. Now, um, it also impacts... Um, how other people view sexual harassment because we have this cloak of silence over um, sexual harassment. Persons usually don't say anything when they're seeing it happen to other women, vulnerable women or young women within the society. They don't talk about it. They don't um, go in and say, hey, stop this. Or they don't even advocate against it. And that cause, you know, the awareness when it comes down to sexual harassment, it caused the... Un- awareness to be significantly reduced where um, persons don't even know that they're experiencing sexual harassment because nobody really talks about it. So if it is not talked about, how do we know it is a problem? Well, one of the indicators is in the music. Regarding to music, yes, there is toxic masculinity that is displayed throughout um, dancehall um, where it talks about women in form of inanimate objects. Um, you know, they don't look at women as holistic beings and they project a lot of sexual, um, you know, objectivity on women. Um, they objectify women. So, yes, the culture does play a, a major role in how you know, we view sexuality, we view women, and it plays a role in how this generation and the generation before um, played into sexual harassment. Yeah. Women as objects. This definitely plays a role in its prevalence. Research states that this can cause PTSD, lack of concentration in the workplace, and other mental health issues mental health that is also not talked about in Jamaica. Jamaica has yet to recognize the the impact sexual harassment has on a person's being, both physically and mentally. Um, we don't have a, a lot of access to you know, mental health care in Jamaica, and it's also a taboo topic. So a lot of times, persons who are victim of sexual harassment or even rape um, they internalize what has happened to them and they don't have much space to discuss the issue. 
we in Jamaica definitely need to have more spaces that, you know, look for the holistic wellness of persons, including their mental health, and particularly for persons who are experiencing sexual violence or even harassment. They need to have um, social services that um, targets this type of work, mental health and other ways to, to, to get over trauma that they may face. So you see, in public places, street sexual harassment is a problem, but it can only start being resolved with the government's help. In 2021, the Jamaican Senate passed an act that covers street sexual harassment in certain scenarios, like the workplace, but is that enough? So I'm happy that Jamaica, you know, is going forward and enacted this bill in late um, 2021 um, where sexual harassment is now covered in the law and it covers both prevention and protection. It protects essentially um, women and men. Um, it protects persons who may face sexual harassment in um, unique situations such as the landlord and tenant, um, in the workplace, in the church, and so on. But the bill, I think, what is a gap in the bill is that it doesn't really speak to street harassment, street sexual harassment. And for me, in the Jamaican society, that's where most persons experience sexual harassment is in the street. So what I would recommend is that we looked at innovative ways of um, capturing street harassment in you know, some sort of amendment that might come later at a later time. Um, but I'm happy that the Jamaican government enacted this bill. It's well needed. Persons here do face a lot of sexual harassment in the workplace um, between tenants and landlords and so on. And it's great to see that we are taking the step to to enact this bill. But there's much more to be done. We We need to ensure that Sexual harassment, street harassment is also a major tenant in this um, law so that persons on the street feel safe navigating the society um, every day, not just in your relationship to your landlord or not just in the workplace, but more so on a societal level and not so much on the institutional level where it's protected now. Many steps need to be taken to resolve street sexual harassment. Education on sexual harassment in public schools should be introduced to the curriculum. Social issues like the bystander effect, which is when the presence of others prevents a person from intervening in an emergency situation, needs to be tackled. Bystander effect is a major resolved step since street sexual harassment is an issue that happens in the public. JM Plus has also been putting in the work to better this issue. Okay, so at JM Plus, we primarily deal with women who are living with HIV, 
So some of the work that we've been doing recently is to upscale our GBV response. So a part of our GBV response is um, ensuring that our, you know, our community of positive women understand what GBV is, which is inclusive of sexual harassment. Um, for those who have faced, you know, more violent forms of sexual harassment or any form of GBV who need, um, you know, um, psychosocial help, then we have a, a, what you call it, a psychologist, sorry, on board at our organization where we recommend um women who are experiencing that type of thing but also we have support groups where we talk about this thing among our women and we also educate men who are also a part or members of our organization about um gbv and sexual harassment and why it's not okay but uh, also an important aspect of this is that recently we've been developing an advocacy plan specifically for positive women where um they talk about the issues that women living with HIV are facing and one of those major issues is street harassment community harassment and so on so we're going to essentially ramp up advocacy we talk about the specific type of harassment more vulnerable people face and how um we would like to see amendment in legislation to protect them from that type of harassment but we educate both men and women but we we put a focus on ensuring that our women have um support systems as well in our support groups as well as you know the mental health care that they need what more can be done to tackle this issue people on bus transport should be limited and public spaces should be more lit Articles also suggest that there should be stronger community leaders that will research and educate their communities on this issue. This has been done in countries such as Belize and the Bahamas that have approved laws against harassment and have media campaigns that are also against it. JM Plus also had recommendations on how to resolve this issue. One of the recommendations that we, we think would help is to have broad cultural sensitization about gender-based violence and street sexual harassment, what it is, why it's not okay, and how it impacts the life of persons who are victims and also, perp you know, the persons who perpetuate this type of thing. Um, so we, we definitely think a cultural shift, behavior shift, would happen if we have more awareness around it. But that is only useful when you also have legislation that could, you know, also put those who are doing this type of thing to the victims to ensure that they face the brunt of the law. So we also believe that even though we have a sexual harassment um, act, that a part of the amendments we'd like to see is um, persons who essentially harass persons because of their you know their sexual health if you're living with hiv or any other thing um so we want the law to also cover that type of stigma and discrimination as well um so those are the main two two um, recommendations that we have from jm plus even though street sexual harassment is a tough issue it can be resolved if the community and the government go hand-in-hand in, hand in minimizing this issue, 
there will be a community of peace. This podcast was produced by Lacey and Reynolds for the Spring 2022 Global Health Course at Guilford College.